Hello, bonjour, everyone. Welcome to episode three, season two of Follow the Light, a podcast dedicated to the fine art of primarily film-based photography, including pinhole imaging with a sprinkling of alternative processes. This podcast is coming to you from the Fraser Valley, about an hour east of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I'm your host, Bob St. Cyr. If you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts, please let me know. You can reach me at brsc at uvic.ca or leave a message on our Facebook page called Follow the Light. I guess we could start today if you could uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us where you are and and what you do, if you don't mind. Yes. Hello. My name is Dominik Oczkowski. I live in Munich, Germany, but my family comes from Krakow in Poland. So this is where my surname comes from. And I'm an architect. I started to work with stereoscopy for about 10 years now, and I developed some hardware for stereographers so I started with the very very basic pinhole in stereo vision and right now I have a digital rig and I'm quite into stereoscopy now okay great so it's through your your work effort that you got into you 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 saw the connection to photography yes because um you know architecture you, you have plans, you have sections, then you draw elevations, but in the end, you need to do a model to check your, your design in, in space, in, in physical space, and also with natural light. Right. So this is the big deficit of normal photography, that you cannot show to another person the spatial qualities of your design. And this is why I came to stereoscopy, because this is the way how I can represent spatial qualities in photography. Right, right. Have you had an interest in photography before this time? Um, A little bit, yes, because um, my father died and he was a photographer ever since I can remember. And um, he left me a big archive of negatives. And um, I started to make prints of them in the dark room. So this is how I came to analog photography. At that time I was studying at art school uh-huh. and I had the opportunity to go into the dark room. And at the time I was thinking about life a bit and, and I needed some time for my own. So it was good to, to have a look at his negatives. And actually I it was for me, um, a little bit um, philosophical thing uh-huh. because I, I I understood that that the photography is a is a probe of time and I can really hold light conserved on paper in my hands. That that was something how I how I came to photography. Oh, that's great yes. story. I'm sorry to hear about your father and uh, you know when you talk about the dark room. I mean I I find that to be a very therapeutic place to be sometimes. <laughs> You know, with the busyness of everything going on around us, it's it's kind of a, a respite to be able to retreat into that space and and you know it, it, you know work with your creativity that way too. 
So yes, for so for me it was really a, a time off, a really calm time. I was just for my own in in the dark room. I I understood also that that um, every photograph also depicts the position of camera in space. Yeah. So I could go to the places where I had been with my dad, for example, and the only thing separating us would be time. Right. And this is how I came to construct my first own cameras because I wanted to study the physics of light. And I made these first pinhole cameras uh, stereoscopic, so binocular. Yes. Um, so, so I tried to capture not only the light, but also the space. Um, you're about to launch a Kickstarter campaign for the stereo pinhole camera. Um, why this type of camera? Like why now like in, in, you know with everything's going digital it's 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 interesting There's yeah so um you need to know that um i came back to analog photography because i started with analog stereoscopy but then i went digital uh -huh. i was photographing um digital stereo for some years i have a digital rig with uh, two mirrorless cameras um and I also did some commissioned work this way. But now the, my task was to make the simplest camera so everyone can try out stereoscopy. This old technique of the oldest 3D we have. Yeah. And the simplest camera I could imagine was a pinhole camera because the simplest camera you can imagine. Yes, yes, that's true. You'll, you'll have to introduce that camera to the people at OFF, the O-F-F-O, um, the, the pinhole mm -hmm. festival they have in, in Poland. You'll have to introduce that to them. I'm sure they'd be really interested to see that. Yes, that's a good idea. If you need a contact, I can give you the contact of the people because I have exhibited there before, so I can give you that information if you like. That would be great, yeah. for sure. So you're about to launch a Kickstarter campaign for your first stereoscopic pinhole camera. Is that going to include the viewer as well or just the camera? So the view, viewer is also part of the campaign. Okay. Um, but you can also get just the camera. It depends because some of the stereographers, they have good viewers for analog slides. Yeah. So they don't need the viewer. But if someone is new to this technique, maybe he also needs the viewer. Yeah, that would be somebody like me who would need the, the, the whole package, you know, to get, get started with that, yeah. Yes, I talked to some uh, experienced stereographers. They not always can understand why I go back to analog. Yeah. Because um, framing stereo pairs is something that is... Um, not that easy to to do, but it's very um, rewardable. Yeah, it's a it's a great thing to watch a nice nicely done stereo pair in full analog on on analog film, because yeah. for me this is something special to know that the very piece of film I am viewing in my stereoscope was inside my camera exposed to light. Yeah, so it's a complete analog three D process. That's one of the things I appreciate about pinhole photography is that it seems to be photography in its raw, natural state. You know, it's uh, no batteries, no, no framing, no, uh, no electronics whatsoever. It's just, you know, the pinhole, the light type box and your, your creativity, you know. It uh, really is quite, uh, quite wonderful to think about. 
That's true. When it comes to stereoscopy, it's you need to use um, reversal film to do yeah. the complete analog process. Yeah. If you use negative film, you need to scan the negatives and then you have a, a hybrid way of working because right. then you can insert the smartphone inside your viewer and you will view the scans. Um, also this way, you see the analog grain and it's a it's a nice thing to capture on film because with the pinhole camera you you will you actually you never know what will happen there's also always a bit of coincidence and this is something very nice for me because this allows real creativity i think it's nice for me too i like that sometimes not knowing it's like everything today is instant it's 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 right there but sometimes i think there is a case to be made for you know waiting a little bit and the anticipation uh, mm -hmm. i think there's a case to be made for that as well so i i quite agree with you on that on that point it's true when you take a digital photo you can check right after uh, if it was good if you if you manage to capture everything the perfect way or not and if you do it the analog way you need to wait until the film is developed yeah. and then you probably don't have the chance to make it again and you are forced to accept the result but when you do you benefit from it because sometimes you will be surprised in a positive way exactly You've got to be more careful too with the analog processes, you know, like you, you were just saying, you know, once you, once you open that shutter and close it, that's it, right? And you're not going to know until you process if you've got what you wanted. And, and I find sometimes I may not get what I want right away, but if I, you know, hang on to it for a little while, sometimes my opinion might change on that image. You know, when I first looked at it, I thought, oh no, this is not really good. But then after a, a bit of time passes, I can see where, you know, this isn't such a bad image after all. So I, I, I think there's that, we need that processing time as well. That's important. That's true. And, uh, you know, with the Minuta Stereo, with the pinhole camera, you can load 35 millimeter or medium format film. But when you load the medium format film, you have six stereo pairs on one roll of film. So you think twice uh, what you photograph and if everything is prepared and you're ready and you double check everything in the shutter. This is something that is good. And when you go digital, you uh, tend to make 10 exposures, but not even one is good. So yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering with the, the uh, stereoscopic viewer, will it accept 35 and 120? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's just that um, with, the, for, uh, with the 35 millimeter, the slide is just a little bit smaller, but still you have the stereoscopic vision. Okay. The, there was this, um, this the stereo reels in the States were quite big in the 50s and in the 60s. Yeah. And the slides were, were really small at that time. Yeah. So I am much bigger. And when you do medium format film, it's huge. And the quality is really, really nice, even with the pinhole. And there's a new film by a brand called Adox. Yeah. Uh, there's a developing process uh, where you can do black and white slides and it works really well. I uh, appreciate it really. It's really good to have black and white slides. And that's an ADOX product? Yes, it is. You can even, there's a, a developing kit. You can develop it by yourself. Nice. 
right? So we could get the black and white slide. So you're, you're saying that for the stereoscopic viewer, it's best to work with uh, transparencies or slides. Yes, but there's a big benefit when you do a photograph on negative film. Okay. That is that you can uh, use existing apps for auto alignment because you need to align the two uh, pictures yes. to make a good stereo pair. So this is the vertical alignment and also the horizontal one. And when you align them manually inside the stereo slide frame, it's doable, but you, it's a little bit more work. Right. And there are apps that are doing this for you on a smartphone in a blink of an eye. So this is the advantage when you go digital. Do you recommend those apps for uh, users when they uh, purchase a camera? Yes, for sure. This is something uh, they should definitely try out. Okay. And But you can also use this app, apps to photograph in stereo with your smartphone. Okay. okay. Um, it, it's not the very best quality because you do it sequentially. Uh -huh. So everything that moved will be uh, an error in your final frame. Okay. But you can use your smartphone to do stereos. Is there a specific app you would recommend? Yes, for uh, for iPhones, the, it's called just 3D Photo. And for Androids, it's a different one. It's called 3D Steroid. Cool. Uh, now, if someone wanted to, one of our listeners, if uh, they wanted to obtain one of your cameras, how would they do that? Uh, is, pardon, what, what do you mean by obtain? Is, how, how, do you how would they purchase one of your cameras? I mean, this is exciting. This is great. And there's probably a lot of pinhole photographers out there like myself who are excited to get our hands on this 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 mm -hmm. camera, this stereoscopic, this uh, minu Minuta stereo camera. How can we get our hands on one of these cameras? So Minuta Stereo will be launched on Kickstarter. Okay. And the 2nd of March. So it's about 10 days to go. Okay. And um, the final price will be <laughs> revealed this day, but I really try to keep it affordable. Okay. Uh, there are some parts that are not that cheap for me. For example, the two pinholes are handmade. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a guy from the Munich University. He's called Paul Koza. Uh -huh. And he is drilling these pinholes under a microscope. Wow. And is double checking each of the pinholes. So they are not lasered but they are drilled, which gives a much higher quality of the, of the hold. Um, so to go back to your, uh, to your prior uh, question, um, the Kickstarter campaign works um, all or nothing. Okay. So there's uh, not a big risk to support me because if the project will not reach the final sum of money, the project will not be realized and no money will flow okay so there's a it's not a big risk to pledge for this project right and only if the final sum will come together i will realize all the cameras and i will be shipping worldwide so okay. also uh, into the states and also to canada Okay, that's great. So if anybody's listening and they want to get one of these cameras, March 2nd is the launch date for the Kickstarter exactly. campaign. And the campaign will go the entire March. Okay. So for yes. the month of March, people have a, a month in which yes. to, uh, to get on board with this and uh, 
get one of these cameras, that would be great. So, um, the camera has an f-stop of 114, which is um, the pinholes have a diameter of 0 0.2 millimeters. They're really, really small. So you need to expose the film quite a long time. And there will be an exposure calculator, but not with this campaign. It will come a little bit later. It's like a dial calculator. You can turn it. And on the front, there's the Sunny 16 rule. Yeah. And on the back, there's a way to calculate with the light meter, some more precise readings with okay. the light meter. Wow, and there uh, will be also a second calculator for near and far points when you photograph in stereo 3D, because um, there's a limit in the disparity between the nearest and the farthest object in your frame. Uh -huh. This is something that you should keep in mind, that you should not go too close to the nearest object if you have the horizon inside your frame. Okay. And so, so there will be also a calculator to keep this in mind. I noticed there's two pinholes in there in the camera, of course, for, because it's stereo. Uh, is it possible to use just one of them and just take a, a, a straight single lens pinhole image with the camera as well? Yes, for sure. There's an eye patch that can close one of the pinholes. And then it, this camera works like a normal 2D pinhole camera. So then you have uh, twice the amount of film you can use. Okay. And there's a counter on the back to keep track of that? Yes, there's uh, the ISO dial on the back. Uh -huh. And there's also the click indicator because when you um, load 35 millimeter film, uh, the advancing of the film is done by a clicker. So you will hear how, how far you need to wind the film. You need to count the clicks and, and uh, when you load uh, the format film there's also the window on the on the back so you can just open it and you check the position of the of the backing paper what is the format going to be like if you're shooting 120 what would be the uh, the format you can use uh, the format is a square okay. um, but you need to keep in mind that when you mount the stereo pairs you always need to cut off something from the left and the right Right. So the original format is a square, but in the end, it will be a little bit more a portrait uh, image. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and uh, there is uh, also the thing that um, when you shoot medium format film, the pinhole is not in the center of the frame, uh -huh. but it's a little bit more on the top. So your horizon will be at one third of the, of the image. Okay. So when you hold the camera horizontally, it will photograph upwards. Okay. So you've already probably built prototypes. I, 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 su I suspect you've been testing all this out. Yes. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, there is the, right now I have the prototype number eight and I produced 10 of them and I gave it to some, some people to test it. So right now I'm getting back the films and receiving really, really nice examples what you can do with this camera great great so i'm just wondering there must be a lot of excitement around there with your your friends and colleagues and all, all this new endeavor uh, yes but i actually i sent also five cameras to the states to some testers i i just met on the internet uh -huh. so i hoped they will review it on a more professional level
yeah. we'll see what they will say because there are right now um there are two parts that are still to be developed more in depth this the clicker is um i need to change the material of the clicker and the the 35 millimeter winding knob needs to be 3d printed i think okay that's a great technology isn't it 3d printing there's so much stuff now we can do with that now um you know what um this entire camera is cut out of a flat material and built up afterwards wow. so this is not a 3d printed project uh i use mdf yeah. that is laser cut and i build up the cameras afterwards so this is something yeah something different it's still 2d i i designed this camera with 2d drawings what architects usually do but i mean looking at it from the website it sure looks like a beautiful camera yes yeah, so maybe i should say something to the to the other film formats you can uh, photograph with this camera because yeah, there are please. eight different formats wow uh, eight different solutions with this camera so there's this square you can photograph on medium format okay. with the with the one third rise or fall so the camera normally has a rise of one third but there's a second tripod mount on top of it so when you want to fall by one one third you just need to turn the entire camera upside down and mount it on a tripod ah clever yeah but when you load 35 millimeter the you have the possibility to load the film also without the uh, rise or fall so then it's a simple point and shoot camera with the horizon in the center and you can also do uh, panoramas on 35 millimeter um so you have square 35 panorama 35 square medium format and um the 35 millimeter you can load with one third rise or fall or the horizon on the center so this gives eight different possibilities to capture light with this camera wow that's so flexible that's wonderful you don't you don't have that on a lot of cameras no but in fact i tried to do the simplest camera ever made but i ended up with this um yeah with this advanced uh formats so i don't know uh, but still you can also just load it load the film and and just go out and have fun with it so you don't have to think about all all of this that's one of the key things right there is go out and have fun with it um i think that's one thing that uh, is is really important especially in this day and age is that people take some time to to decompress and relax a little bit and it, it sounds like that camera is a perfect tool for that purpose yes and one thing i am quite proud of is the viewfinder um because um there are three beads on top of the camera yes and you have three holes inside the viewfinder so when you align the beads inside the holes you have the correct position of your eye and the correct angle viewing through the viewfinder so this gives you a quite uh, precise viewfinder for each of the formats it sounds like an amazing camera and it doesn't require batteries no it's completely analog wow. I, i would like to say it's low tech but actually it's laser cut so it's not that low tech anymore so it's a low tech high tech camera i don't know 
Well, it's maybe high tech from your perspective, but for the user, it's probably low, low tech. Yes. So you also have some magnets inside there. Uh -huh. Most of the moving parts are magnetic. The winding knobs, the um, opening of the window. Yeah. You have also the security lock for the shutter that is magnetic. Yeah. And only the shutter itself is um, not magnetic because it, I tried to make it going as smoothly as possible. I use a, uh, one, of my one of my favorite pinhole cameras is a pinhole blender. It comes from the United States and it's got a, it looks like a cake tin. It's got three pinholes in it that blend the image and it has a magnetic shutters. That's a, it's just a magnet. You'll open it and close it. And that's, that's your shutter. So magnets are very, very useful. That uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, um, I, I think um, with pinhole photography, you can really experiment a lot. Um, so I come from stereoscopy, but I also want to develop a camera with four pinholes okay. for a lenticular prints. And I also want to make another camera that has a smaller distance between the two holes. Uh -huh. So you can go closer to the object you want to photograph. For example, when you do close-up portraits, it's a smaller interactual distance of the stereo base. Well, that just brings me to my next question. Once the project is concluded, uh, do you have plans for other photographic endeavors? And I guess you've already mentioned that you want to make a, an exposure calculator and uh, you want to work on some, some newer pinhole cameras, some different, different style of pinhole cameras. Yes, yeah, so I have a lot of ideas. Uh, this is not the problem. And <laughs> I found a good way to construct things. Um, this MDF laser gives me a lot of possibilities. Uh -huh. And I also want to develop some more professional stereoscopes, okay. uh, including a mirror stereoscope that um, will work with the big iPad. So the, the biggest iPad that there is, I think 12.9 inch, I yep. think, yep. the biggest one. And it has a huge retina screen with the incredible resolution. Yeah. And I want to use this for inserting inside a stereoscope. Oh, that's huge. Wow. Yes, yes. Right now I have, I have bought a secondhand an old stereoscope for aerial photography. Yeah. I placed two smaller iPads beneath and it's it's incredible it's a pin sharp image but with a really really crazy depth of space you can really you have a lot of uh, layers of spatial depth inside your photograph wow that that's so cool being able to see it's like a 3d movie right but you've got a 3d stereoscope that's 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 yeah, right, right now i'm still in in, in still photography but uh, maybe one day even even movies yes yeah, yeah. but the thing is that when you have a small picture for example a, a stereo card they are usually six by six centimeters um so this is a little bit too small to see all the details Okay. But when you have a big uh, stereoscope, this is this is something I want to develop for exhibitions and for art spaces to um, yeah to promote stereoscopy as an art form. Right, it could go into galleries and it'd be for 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 public big public exhibition. Okay, I get it. Yeah, sure, yeah, that makes sense. So I, the I, pinhole I, camera maybe is just the first step, 
And this project is about um, growing the community of stereographers. Yeah. Uh, this is the, a simple way to get started with this beautiful technique of spatial photography, old technique. Uh, this is something very analog and haptic. Um, it's not VR, <laughs> this is photography. You still have the viewfinder and um, you need to think about composition inside your frame. You're not just photographing everything like a sphere. You have one frame and you, you have the composition, but you also have the spatial composition and the depth. So this is also something interesting for uh, photographers, the, the, um, for, for advanced photographers, because right. they can learn something more, uh, the, the composition and three-dimensional space. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, it's something you can enjoy photography, you learn something new. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I was also wondering, you know, with the, the original stereoscopic viewing, you could share cards with other people, like you could share views of Paris, for example. Is there going to be a way for people to share their images or share their stereoscopic views? Um, so this is something not that easy to do because um, in the original sense of meaning, the you, you need to have a stereoscope to view these uh, pictures. Okay. But there are ways. Um, first of all, you can just post stereo pairs on social media, for example, on Instagram or Facebook. There is a quite big community of, of uh, really dedicated stereographers that can view stereo pairs. Um, but you can also generate wiggle GIFs. This is um, one image that is switching between the two uh, left and right quite fast. I think you have one on your website. I think I saw yes. it. Yes, so this is called wiggle GIF. Yeah. And this um, is not quite the same. You will not get the really, really profound depth, but still you have the feeling of, of the space. And you can also generate um, Facebook 3D photos, um, which is actually something different because you have a 2D pictures and you have a depth map. And when you upload them together, Facebook will artificially add depth to it so um this is not quite stereoscopy but still you can it, it's a interactive way of viewing 3d on facebook okay okay so there are there are ways of doing it but nothing like making it yourself if you want to really see the depth you photographed you just need to look inside the viewer in front of you and this is the way to do it and Wow. You can call it, a, I don't know, for me, this is an advantage, but um, yeah, you need to get used to it again, that, that this is something really haptic and you need to have it in your hands. Are there any artists out there that inspire you or that you, you hope will pick up on the stereo photography? Uh, you mean normal photo photographers? That yeah. I yeah. hope to, they will, yes, for sure. For sure, um, but uh, I, to be honest, I am I am really curious who will uh, try out this technique because um, this is nothing new. Stereoscopy was there since the very beginning of photography. The, the stereoscopic vision uh, was uh, described even some years before uh, photography was invented. So. Um, 
this is nothing new and uh, it's a little bit like a rediscovery uh, at least for me but i think also for many photographers um, this could be something interesting it sounds like from from your description that it kind of it really works to enhance our vision of a particular scene that we've chosen to include in a viewfinder yes it really yes, helps yes. us to see it helps us to see it better so for me, the, the nice thing about stereoscopy is that it is photography in a classic way, but just uh, enhanced by the third dimension. So this is the big difference to VR, that uh, it is not interactive. You cannot look around, uh, but this gives you the advantages of photography. And like you said, though, if you're using 35, one of the formats is panorama. So that gives you a pretty good view right there. Yes, yes, for sure. And uh, the 3D effect is quite good when you have a wide angle. So this camera gives you, uh, when you when you photograph in 35 square, it's about 50 millimeters. Okay. And when you photograph the panoramic format, it's about 20 millimeters. So it's quite wide. Yeah, it sure is. Do you have any uh, a favorite tip or piece of advice for, for pinhole photographers or for people who want to use this camera? So my advice is uh, that you need to try out. There are some rules. For example, what I said before, how, how close you can go to an object to get pleasant 3D. Yeah. But these rules are there to, to break them because um, you just need to go and find out what works best for you. Uh, my experience is that you can do much more than you think. And also with the pinhole camera. So this is stereoscopy mixed with pinhole, which gives something very interesting, I think. And uh, the, the pinhole factor gives you a lot of, experimental a, a big experimental field where you can really try out things and and get creative in fact minuta stereo the name comes from the fact that the exposure time sometimes is over a minute so um, when you expose over a minute things can happen uh, inside your frame you can also go there get photographed by yourself you can do uh, play and do ghosts yeah. Um, ghosts in, in stereoscopy has a, have a long tradition. Uh, there were stereoscopic pictures of ghosts uh, where uh, people were moving and they are half transparent. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a big hype in, in late 19th century. So like you said earlier, we can have a lot of fun with this, uh, this type of photography. Yes, I think so. I hope so. Yes. For me, it was a real fun to to get really back to analog after I photographed uh, in 3D the the digital way. Well, Dominique, I think that's that's got all of my questions. I think we've uh, covered that topic pretty pretty well. Uh, is there any final parting thoughts you want to leave with us? Um, I hope that some of the photographers out there will have the possibility to try out 3D. Um, I hope I can give them the camera to try out. And I hope that this will be not my last project. I have a lot of other ideas. 
and um, for sure the the this is yeah we will see yeah when the Kickstarter campaign will work out and everything works great um, there will be new hardware for stereo stereographers and I hope I will generate some more stereographers out there. Thank you so much for your time, Dominic. We really appreciate you taking time out to talk to me today. And uh, I just wish you all the best with those photographic endeavors. And is there a, when people, if people want to take pictures with the camera, is there a place where they can share the images they, they take with you? Is there, is, there, is, there, is there a possibility like once everything gets, gets going? So right now uh, there will be a, a group on on Facebook, and okay. there are also gonna be a hashtag on Instagram. Okay. But I have also developed uh, an app that can show stereoscopic images. Will help you um, viewing your photos inside the viewer. But this app is currently offline again and is waiting for a re relaunch. And I think in some months I will, I will relaunch this app. I envision a curated platform for ambitious stereoscopy. I'm, I'm not that sure how, how this will work out. We will see. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you so much again for your time, Dominic. I really appreciate that sharing with us and uh, all the best with that uh, that endeavor and your future endeavors as well. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Thank you very much for having me. So um, there's this page right now, minutastereo.eu, okay. where you can check out some more details. And the 2nd of March, the campaign goes live. So make sure to check it out. And uh, if you like it, um, you can, um, yeah. Be a sponsor. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at it at least, and and if you like it, support me. Yes, it would be great. You can photograph in two D, but I'm sure that everyone that tries out three D will be astonished how nice the effect is. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Because it's really when you look inside the stereoscope, it's a really nice uh, experience. Thanks again, Dominique. You have a good evening. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye bye for now. Goodbye. This brings us to the end of another great episode. So let me take this opportunity to thank our guest, Dominic Oskowski, and you, the listening audience. Please take care, and I hope you take some great film photos. You can find me online at the Facebook page entitled Follow the Light, and on Instagram at photo, that's with an F, dot bob, photo dot bob. I've also recently published a new zine on Blurb, if you'd like to check that out. Finally, you can help out a fellow photographer by visiting my coffee support page at Photobob. Thank you, stay safe, and follow the light.